a reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses said to the people, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. Therefore, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Take to heart these words which I enjoin on you today. Drill them into your children. Speak of them at home and abroad, whether you are busy or at rest. Bind them at your wrist as a sign and let them be as a pendant on your forehead. Write them down on the doorposts of your houses and on your gates. When the Lord your God brings you into the land which he swore to your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that he would give you a land with fine, large cities that you did not build, with houses full of goods of all sorts that you did not garner, with cisterns that you did not dig, with vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant. And when, therefore, you eat your fill, take care not to forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that place of slavery. The Lord, your God, shall you fear. Him shall you serve. And by his name shall you swear. The word of the Lord. I love you, Lord, my strength. I love you, O Lord, my strength. O Lord, my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. My God, my rock of refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Praise be the Lord, I exclaim, and I am safe from my enemies. The Lord live and blessed be my rock, extolled by my God, my Savior. You, have, you who gave great victories to your king and showed kindness to your anointed, to David and his posterity forever.
Christ has destroyed death and brought life to light through the gospel. Dominus Fabiscum. Lexia Sancti Evangelii Secundum Matteum. A man came up to Jesus, knelt down before him, and said, Lord, have pity on my son, who is a lunatic and suffers severely. Often he falls into fire and often into water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Jesus said in reply, O faithless and perverse generation, how long will I be with you? How long will I endure you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked him, and the demon came out of him, and from that hour the boy was cured. Then the disciples approached Jesus in private and said, Why could we not drive it out? He said to them, Because of your little faith. Amen, I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Verbum Domini. Listening to a podcast on this passage, a commentary on this passage, and I was struck by what the man reflected. And he said he remembered being a boy and hearing that phrase, you know, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there. And I remember thinking the same thing as a young boy. Boys are fascinated with power and strength, right? And man, this faith. On one level, this faith stuff seems boring, but then you're talking about moving mountains. That's exciting, right? That's big time living there. You can do that. But the commentator went on to say that you know, the disciples at this point had seen great miracles, that they believed in the power of God and that Jesus is the one who was sent. But Jesus upbraids them for their lack of faith. They... You know, the, the man comes to them, says they could not, you know, cure him. And Jesus tells the, the disciples privately, O faithless and perverse generation, how long must I be with you? So their faith needed purification. It was a missing a, a certain quality to it. And maybe it was too much a focus on themselves, and it was like that they had received this power, and yet faith 
as always, we speak of faith as a gift and a human act. It's a theological virtue that's given to us in baptism. And it's also this human act that it needs to be exercised. It needs to be, as Paul would write, enlivened by charity. That, like from the first reading today from Deuteronomy, where the love to Lord, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. That this love is absolutely necessary. The two work together. And the Catechism has a beautiful passage on faith, and it says, first of all, faith is this personal adherence to God, following him, seeking his will, this personal, the phrase it uses is personal adherence. I like that image of, of clinging to the Lord. Like Peter, when he's drowning, after walking on water, takes his eyes off the Lord, and he begins to drown. Jesus grabs him. Where's your faith? He looked at the wind and the storm, you know, keep clinging to me. Keep following me. This faith just isn't given to us as some kind of power that I can do as I want or, you know, do these dazzling things to draw attention to myself. It's got to be enlivened with this conversion, discipleship, following him, seeking his will. And the Christian knows that if we do this, a new life a new life, a greater life, a grander life opens up for us. A new world, a new vision opens up if we follow the Lord and seek his will. We just uh, returned, all three of us returned from uh, World Youth Day, and I had some powerful experiences there, some good, some bad, right? <laughs> some difficulties. But I had a powerful experience visiting this little museum about uh, St. Jacinta. And she's one of the Fatima children, seven years old, time of the apparitions. She died at nine years old. And these, the church interprets these apparitions, the approved ones, that they are to instruct us about living you know, the gospel in that particular time especially. You know, Fatima was extraordinary guidance during the most devastating century in human history in terms of loss of life. Two world wars, the spread of atheistic, atheistic communism, just untold human suffering, you know, from communistic regimes and the world wars. Uh, the church was persecuted and just great human suffering. So Our Lady comes and gives a peace plan, we could say. Later, I think it was in 1929, she would appear to Lucia and talk about the five first Saturdays to practice, you know, as a way of peace, a path to peace in the world and conversion. And Pope Francis made a, a wonderful reflection. The theme of World Youth Day was she went in haste, right, to visit her cousin Elizabeth. After receiving the good news from Gabriel, she gave her fiat, her belief, and then she made this big journey down to Jerusalem, like 90 miles over the hill country, climbing mountains, so to speak, you know, an arduous journey. And Pope Francis spoke about how Our Lady continues in haste, that there's barely a country in the world that hasn't had some 
special apparition or visit of Our Lady, that every culture seems like it has a special, Catholic culture has a special devotion to Our Lady under particular titles. Yet she comes to us in haste as a loving mother. Mothers nurture life. Mothers nurture children. So she gathers us up into her arms. She's the mediatrix of all graces, that she is pouring forth that grace won for us by Christ on the cross. So I visited, we visited, Brother John and I, this little museum in Lisbon. It was just across the street from the Basilica of the Estrella, this church dedicated to the Sacred Heart and the Estrella Gardens there, a little beautiful park as well. And it's now, this little museum is part of a Port Clare Monastery of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and, and, it, and she stayed there, I think it was 10 days. And she and Francisco, her brother, had contracted the Spanish flu. He would die from it. And Our Lady would ask her if she would willingly suffer more. And she said yes. Lucia would reflect that Jacinta had this deep personal love for our Lord, that there was even a case where she bilocated. The guy, why she was, before she died, she, this guy was lost in the woods and she appeared to him, guiding him home. Those messages of Fatima was, you know, to pray the rosary every day for peace and to make sacrifices for sinners, to pray for the conversion of sinners. So while Jacinta was suffering from the Spanish flu, Our Lady came to see us. She told us that she would come to take Francisco, these are her words, to heaven very soon. And she asked me if I still wanted to convert more sinners. I said, yes, I did. This little nine-year-old girl, you know, like this tall, we saw her dress, tiny little girl. You know, I had this, this big heart, this big love for Our Lady. She said, give all my love to our Lord and our Lady, she would tell Francisco, and tell them that I'll suffer as much as they want for the conversion of sinners and in reparation to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Motivated by love, right, for our Lord and our Lady. You know, the Blessed Mother would at times moderate their penances, you know, to, so we, we look at that call to penance as according to our state in life, our duties we have to fulfill and there is a reasonableness, you know, that we are to apply there. But yet we see this, this great generosity in these children. St. Louis de Montfort would say that submission, dependence on Our Lady, by doing that we'd make more progress than depending on ourselves alone, our own efforts, our own strength. So in this little museum they had our, our bed where she stayed for 10 days, she had the Spanish flu, then she had pneumonia and tuberculosis. She had this wound in her chest. The doctors couldn't cure her. And even times, she was in different hospitals, and, every, and even some treatments seemed successful, but then she would just seem to get sicker. And so she was at this orphanage 10 days, and then she was moved to another hospital in Lisbon, and there she would die after receiving uh, the last rites. And, but I guess I was just struck 
by our love and generosity, you know, that willingness. I've got a, a picture of Francisco and Jacinta in my office, and she looks dead serious, man. You look at that picture, it's kind of intimidating, right? You can't, man, man. But something, when you look at it through the lens of her, this young child with love, it seems doable. Not that we could match our penances, but there's that we could offer a little bit of our lives up, right? We could offer something up to the Lord and move the ball forward. They also had the museum, her rosary, and that struck me too. You know, I think this, of course, this saint was one of the greatest rosary prayers in all of history, right? <laughs> Following our, our Lord, our Blessed Mother's request and just to see her simple rosary there, that such great things were done through that prayer, meditating on the mysteries of our Lord's life with our Lord, with our Lady. It's the peace plan. It's the way of peace. It's a way of holiness to have this devotion and personal adherence to our Lord, helped by our Lady as an intercessor, guiding us always to Him. May we be faithful in our vocations and our own personal calling that the Lord has for us.